There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big Mm -hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the... Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am, uh, let's just say clone, I can't remember my model number today. 1003. 1003J. Uh, but tonight we're <laughs> going to be joined by a very special guest, a man we've sat next to about three times that we could think of before the show. Right, yeah. Uh, we've had the gracious honor of sharing a stage with him. Pro- oh, that's true, yeah. And probably more times that we just can't yeah we think just of. can't remember. I, we drank a lot, so it's kind of hard, especially at conferences. Well, oh, oh you're, you mean in general and in, in conferences? Uh, conferences okay. are a special occasion. That is true. Will you please do the introduction, Jay? Yes, it's a special. Well, I was going to say conferences are special occasions because they usually happen on weekends. And yes, <laughs> and then people are bringing us liquor now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and right. And speaking of which, keep bringing us liquor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that's kind of scary. Uh, go ahead, do the intro, please. All right, we are joined today by our special guest. He's an author and musician, and he is known as the CryptoPunkologist, Kenny Irish. Woo! Thank you, Kenny. Welcome to the show. Yes, th- thank you for coming on. We greatly appreciate you. Yeah, certainly. No, I appreciate you guys. Uh, got to know you guys. Uh, well, definitely in the last couple of weeks, I was able to uh, get to know you guys, which was great. You know, some of the locations we've been at before, just kind of, you know, meeting, but, you know, really getting right. to know you guys uh, more was, uh, was, was was really cool. It was, it was a good time. It was a good uh, event. You guys, you know, um, represented when you were there, so it was good. It was really good. And it, was, it was fun having you and Jay next to each other because you guys had the most interesting hair at the entire conference. <laughs> So, I think he had me beat. I'm not going to argue that, but it's just when people first come in because we were kind of we were the first second tables in the door, and yeah. people look in and see a guy with a hat that doesn't have a top, a guy that has a square on the back of his head, and a guy with a mohawk. Yeah. You're like, are we at the right place? Yeah, yeah. You you thought I had a condition? That <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I waited a little bit before. You know, I, I, I said anything, and then uh, said, yeah, he cut his hair like that. I'm like, all right, all right. You're right. That, yeah, it was that, all, that makes sense. It was a voluntary choice by me that we still talk about, that you saying that. It was so funny. I still laugh. laugh. Yeah, I still laugh about it. Because like, I know there's other people thinking the same thing at the conference. <laughs> like, that, well, I'm, oh. I'm one of those people, too. I usually, I'm like, 
God, what the hell happened to you? It's like, <laughs> and, and I've learned over the years to not do that. Yeah. I, I think, I think I'd mentioned to you guys that there was a, there was a guy who, you know, I worked with, he was, he was a larger gentleman and, um, you know, we were, you know, we used to, you know, crack jokes on each other all the time and I hadn't seen him in a long time. When I saw him again, it's all slimmed down and he was looking grim. Like, what do you, what happened when he died? You're jokingly. And he's like, yeah, I got cancer. And I'm like, oh my God. Foot yeah. <laughs> right in mouth. Um, I go. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he kicked it. I mean, he won and everything. Right. But, oh, good. But, okay. you know, uh, uh, again, it wasn't, you know, it was like some random guy I went up to and, you know, and, and said something to, you know. We, again, we used <laughs> looking to kick fit? each other back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking exactly. good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying of <laughs> cancer. Must be dying. Must be dying. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I've done that. I've I put my, my foot in my mouth more than once. Well, did I ever tell you the story of my dad doing that real bad? With so, his actual foot in his mouth? No, no, doing that same thing. So there was a uh, – my dad listens to the radio every morning, you know, just going to work whatnot. And there's a guy on the radio that has just this really hoarse voice, and it's really uh, – I mean, you can hardly understand the guy. And the co-host that co-host, my dad knows pretty well um, from the bowling community, and my dad ran into him one day, and he's like, oh, hey, you know, I heard you're on the radio. I was like, show's real good. He's like, but why do you have that co-host on there with you? I mean, you just can hardly understand him. You can hardly hear him. I don't know why you guys just don't get rid of him. And then there was a pause, and then the guy said, uh, well, yeah, he just survived throat cancer, and he's been doing this job for like 30 years. And so we didn't want to just, you know, get rid of him. And my dad just like sat down in his chair and didn't say a word. It's like, all right, I'm done here. Like, was this before or after your all your dad's face scars? Uh, during, okay, <laughs> in, in the midst of many of them. Jay's dad's been like in a plastic explosion. He's had glass hit his face. He's had sheet metal hit his face. He's been maimed a lot, a lot. He's blind in one eye and can't see out the other. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that due to like his occupation or is he just like blowing things up? Uh, um. So- some was occupation. <laughs> um, one was repen- they own a plastics factory, so that was the bad explosion. He had it exploded like on his face and body, and like it was oh, bad. Wow. It was really bad. Probably shouldn't have lived. Um, and then you know, all the times just accidents. You know, around the house, you fall off ladders, windows break, and it, you know, cut your eyeballs <laughs> in half. Uh, you know, th- yeah. things happen. Things happen. <laughs> but bef- before we get rolling too far into it, would you please take a second to promote yourself, say where everybody can find your books and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. Um, obviously, the, the best place that you or quickest that you can go on is you can go right on to Amazon. Uh, all my books are sold on there currently, um, uh, except for Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround. That right now is being republished through Hangar One Publishing. Uh, Doug Hishek's, uh, um the... Uh, monster or producer of uh, Monster Quest, uh, his 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 company. It's being um, reproduced and and reput back out. Um, but other than that, um, you get American Cryptids, International Cryptids and Legends, and Alexander and the Moonlight Caper currently on uh, um, uh, Amazon. As well as there, you can um, for International Cryptids and American Cryptids, you can go to like Walmart.com, Target.com, different places like that. As well as they're in some some areas, um, some different different bookstores depending on where you're at. But you know, everybody that's anybody that's, that's going to be watching this is probably you know they've got another screen open and they're 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 going through Amazon. So it's usually the quickest and easiest way to get one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, usually, yeah. I mean, I literally just got a greenhouse delivered through Amazon. So right, I'm yeah, it's, it's yeah. unreal. Oh yeah, you can get anything there. 
except for me. They he can't refuses. Ha- they can't have me. I'm yeah. I'm on a Amazon like boycott. But he'll give somebody money to buy stuff from Amazon. <laughs> but it, yeah, but it won't be. I'm not the one pushing the button. That's only happened a few times. Things I needed, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. You gotta you gotta dig your heels in the ground and stand. You know, don't cross that line. You draw a line in the sand. You don't cross it. So I'm sticking to it. You're an interesting character. I know. It's. Stick to your guns, man. I don't, I don't know what those guns are about, but stick to them. I don't even think I know sometimes. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. I just trust in it. Uh, but, you know, we got some questions for you. We got some cryptids we want to talk about, but we're pretty relaxed, and we've gotten to know you, like you said, you know, over the last couple of weeks especially. So it's just, uh, what kind of got you into wanting to research and all this stuff? Because you, your books, you have all kinds of stuff in your books that I'd never heard of beforehand. Uh, some we're going to talk about tonight, mm-hmm. but it's just I want to know what got what hooked you. Um, just as as a young little lad growing up, loving you know monsters like you know most most young boys did, uh, especially the Incredible Hulk. I was a big Incredible Hulk guy, um, as well as King Kong, Godzilla, and um, you know as the story goes, I was about four years old. My aunt's friend or somebody, it was either my aunt or my aunt's friend. Um, said to me, hey, you know, Godzilla's cousin lives in Lake Champlain, and she, they were referring to Champ, Lake Champlain Monster. And I lived in northern Vermont at that time near Lake Champlain, so I'm just mm. like, okay, this isn't just TV stuff. This is real stuff. And that's kind of when, when I got I got kind of hooked on the, the, the possibility of, you know, different, you know, creatures being out there and actually being real and not just being, you know, something, you know, some type of puppet or some type of, um, you know, produced TV show. So, I mean, at four years old, I wasn't like, oh, this isn't a produced TV show, but you, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I get that. And just kind of, you know, had that that passionate love for it. And, you know, anything legend and lore, I, I like anything, you know, I mean, I like history, but if it's not like, you know, something kind of creepy or kind of weird, I, I'll get kind of bored with it. So anything, again, that's that's kind of legend and lore, I'm, I'm really kind of um, all about that. And, you know, living in, in upstate New York, um, not far from Terrytown and, you know, uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where it was kind of, um, you know, said said to have happened. And, you know, people that live there say it actually did happen. So that that's kind of, you know, mixing all that together into, into one, the, the mystery of the unexplained um, legend lore. Uh, so it's just kind of kind of fun. It's a fun subject, um, regardless of, you know, whether people think I'm crazy or not. Um, anybody that gets into it ends up having a lot of fun with it. And, uh, you know, for me, it's kind of, I, I kind of think back to when I was, I was a young kid and just enjoying the subject and uh, the what if and the unknown, uh, and just kind of getting out of the, this, 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 this adulthood life that I live in right now. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's, it's so important to have fun with this stuff because nobody knows for sure about any of it. You know, we all have our own thoughts and opinions. Right. Nobody's an expert in this field. I say it all the time. If if you say you're an ex, if somebody says they're an expert, you know, that's probably somebody to walk away from. But 100%, you know, I always say, you know, in a subject matter that has, you know, zero metrics and anybody can make yeah. it up as they go. And there's, 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 it's, it, it, it can, it can be dangerous like that. And I've, I've always said it. Yeah. There, there are definitely no 
there's no such thing as an expert. I will say that, you know, there are professionals oh, yeah. when it comes to it. But as far as like an expert, I mean, again, in a subject where it can be made up as it goes and, and everybody, you know, that decides, hey, this is cool. And hey, now I have a I, I now have a platform because I think it's cool and I want to talk about it. It, it really muddies the water. And, you know, it, and the funny thing, too, is like, you know, for me, you know, researcher, cryptozoologist, whatever, whatever, you know, people want to call me. Um, it's really, the titles are really self-proclaimed because there's, again, there's really no metrics to, to actually say, okay, yes, you are this. So, um, I, I, I just try to tell people just have, have fun with it. Are there some serious aspects to it? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, people's encounters and, and, and how it's affected certain people. But I, I also say this too, and I sometimes say it, you know, when I open up, you know, before I speak somewhere that, you know what, I'm not here to educate you. I'm here to entertain you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you pick something up from it, fantastic. Um, but if I, if you're not entertained by what I'm saying or, or what I'm doing, then I feel like I've let you down. Mm-hmm. But again, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to educate anybody. I'm, I'm here to entertain. And, um, if anybody reads any of my books, they'll, they'll understand that too. Cause like, I don't dive deep into anything. Like I, I, I'll give information on different things, but I'll also write it in a sense where again, like I'm the tour guide and I'm, taking you on a tour across the country. So I really want people to have fun when, you know, with, with what I talk about and, and what I do. And I want people to be entertained. And if they pick stuff up along the way, you know, little tidbits of information, fantastic too. But first and foremost, I 100%, I'm not ashamed to say this. I'm more of an entertainer when I speak um, with what I do than, than an educator. I mean, that's, it's, I mean, I, I 100% agree, and that's how you got to be because there's there's no body of a Bigfoot. Right. There's no dogman in a zoo. There's no Thunderbird in an aviary. So it's all it's all just fun. Mm-hmm. And like you said, yeah. they're all very serious. Like, I had a Bigfoot encounter, and it freaked me out for years. But yeah. I don't know anything more than past that, you know? Yeah. And there are a few people in this field that I guess would be close to expert level, but it just, you know... And some who think they're close to expert level. There are a lot that think they are yeah. close to and, expert level. And maybe the sure. furthest from it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but that's that's neither here or there. Yeah, we don't name names. Right. Um, but I'm, well, I, I mean, I, I definitely take, you know, people's year, years, you know, into account when I'm talking with them. Um, but at the same time, too, how they how they approach it is very important. Mm-hmm. Like, like in 2020 is when I, I always say that I came out of the cryptid closet because <laughs> – uh, like nobody had heard of me prior to 2020 and I'm in my 40s so you know there were a lot of people that were like well you know who do you think you are this young guy blah 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 I, it's like I just look younger than I am but here's the deal like I've been doing this for for years I've been studying this for years and I've researched it for years and I've loved this subject for years again I just I didn't want any spotlight I just wanted to enjoy it because I played in bands prior and we did well in in many aspects I mean we've been played on the radio we had albums out we were in magazines but all it was all it came with that was a bunch of drama and with this subject, I didn't want any of that. Like, I just, this is my first passion ever. Um, so I was just kind of, like I said, just kind of, you know, stayed below the radar. And then when I wrote Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround, I was like, okay, well, you know, I've got a publisher that I, I now need to, you know, 
you know, I, that I, I owe, you know, they're marketing for me doing this and that. So I've, I've got to market. I've got to come out and do that. And you know, by doing that, there was a lot of people, you know, that, that immediately came out, you know, who do you think you are? You think you're, 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 <laughs> you're an expert. You know, I've been doing this for 30 years and I like that crap roll off my back. I mean, I run businesses and I, I'm into marketing. I, I mean, I, 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 I put in, hundred a hundred hours a week you know running business I, I i don't care the crap run rolls right off my back i mean every once in a while you know somebody will say something and you know i had one gentleman that again i've been doing this for 30 years so i'm an expert where do you, you come off doing this I'm, a, I'm like well where's the bigfoot you know okay you've been doing this for 30 years okay well you're obviously an expert at not finding bigfoot so right let's, you know <laughs> let, let, let's relax here let's not you know start jumping all over everybody and you know and there are people that, that are like that that are that are out there i mean i've had people that have reached out to me and been upset about you know what are you trying to make money off the subject and i'm just like uh yeah that's part of the goal i mean I, if 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 somebody has a problem with me because i make money off my books i'm i'm sorry i didn't write the books so that way i could read them myself right wrote them so we could sell them and if i make money off the subject so be it i mean i what's what's the problem i i guess i mean there's there are people out there and if 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 they feel like hey you know making money off is bad for them then, then fine yeah i make money off the subject i get paid to speak. I, I, it, this is just it is what it is mm -hmm. i do make money off of it and i love the subject and i i try to do my best when i'm out there you know to to talk to people and but, you know, again, I've come across people that are like, you know, they're acting like there's some type of martyr because, you know, they don't make any money. I mean, I even had one guy attacking me about my book saying, what are you trying to be famous? And again, with the whole making money thing. But then I find out the guy's got a book on Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, so so it, it, it's just it's just it's just crazy, crazy stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the subject. And, you know, if, if I'm paid for my time and people feel like I'm, I'm, I'm worth it, then, then fantastic. I mean, the, the American cryptids has done fantastic on Amazon. It hit number one, three times. I was going to say three times, right? Yeah. In international, uh, cryptids and legends, when it first rolled out, it was number one for, for two weeks. And, That's amazing. Um, I, it, you know, it, it, it's just like, you know, and it's not because I'm any better than anybody else. It's just the, the books have done well. And yeah, guess what? I got royalties off of it. Yeah. So, it, it's you know don't hate me and you know a lot of the time you know if, if somebody's upset about anything that i've accomplished um it's usually because they want to right and they haven't and i always i always say it like this okay especially when i'll, I'll say it like this so when it comes to sales like I, i've overseen sales teams and i've led sales teams and if somebody was struggling in sales and they couldn't they couldn't close their deals I'd be like, okay, well, did you take, you know, so-and-so out who's crushing it? And did you ask them what it is they're doing? Have you sat down? Have you taken them out to lunch? Right. It gets some information. Right. Or are you going to sit here and knock them thinking that that's going to change the situation? You know, I'm the type of person, I'll promote anybody. I'll help anybody. I'll throw advice to people. I've had people throw advice to me. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll lift anybody up. I'll promote anybody. Um, and... You know, people are just, you know, or, or I guess are, are afraid, to, afraid to ask. I don't know. Well, we would have never got this far in the podcast game without asking for help. Oh, well, yeah. And 100%. 
I was going to say, I'm just going to throw mine out there. On your next book, I want you to put a picture of my haircut on the very cover of it. That's my ask. And it's a cryptid. It's a cryptid. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you, it's, it's definitely an unexplained and unknown. And reasons of why just don't make sense. So it really is like a cryptid. And it's an eye catcher. You know, it might sell. They'd be like, yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, the, the group that I'm with, um, uh, our tech guys, names Luke and... Uh, we were out on a, um, we were out in one of our uh, research areas, and I, uh, he was, you know, he's setting the stuff up, and you know, he's, he's a bigger guy, and yeah, he, he, he was bending down to put some stakes in the ground, and of course, you know, boom, butt crack was mm-hmm. out everywhere. Yep. So we, we, so we took a picture of it, and you know, said, hey, you know, we finally got a picture of the uh, uh, elusive, you know, Janti, or was it, was it, uh, Gigantus Crackus Epithecus? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, which should actually go in a book. Yeah, should. that and then have that photo. I would put it there, right at the right at the very end. So yeah. somebody, when they finally get to the very last page. <laughs> oh, hey, I think I've spotted quite a few of them since we've been on I was tour. Say, to get today, you have. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, today putting up the greenhouse. I'm a bigger guy. If anybody hasn't seen pictures of us, Jay, me and Jay are the same height. Jay is about a third my weight. <laughs> at least half. Come on. <laughs> Well, now, now that I'm in my forties, and you know, I, I got, I got the dad bod, and I got, I, I, it happens to me too. I got, I got to be careful when I uh, bend down to do something because I don't know, it just, it just happens. The, crypt, the cryptid might appear. The cryptid might appear. <laughs> Did you have another question for him, Jay? Um, I just like what how like the whole origins your of this topic came about, and you know, it was kind of a throwaway comment from who was it? Your aunt, you said about the. Uh, Godzilla's cousin lives in Lake Champlain, and like just that little yeah. comment was yeah, enough spark to spark like, a passion. Yeah, and then you're still like pursuing it today, and then like the stories you. I was gonna say this too about like legends and lore and things like that. It's just doesn't, and especially when involving like monsters, it doesn't really exist as much currently, like today, as as it did. You know, from all the stories we have of in the past that just full of so many good ones, and the one that like came to my mind was uh, Beowulf. Like that's a really good, uh, was a dramatic poem is what they I think they were called a, a drama. I think so, a drama. And you know that's a it's I would say it's about a, a cryptid creature. I would I would imagine or some beast of a man or thing, but that's just like another version. And that stuff we had to read in school because I that one I always stuck with me. I just like that story a lot. But uh, you know, currently you know the stories you get are kind of like the ones we retrieve from people, you know, they're Bigfoot stories or they seen something weird or just had something happen. Like that's the legends now and lore now, but mm-hmm. it's not anything that's like, I guess mainstream or put out there or things you gotta, you gotta go find that stuff. It's pretty, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I, wanted to make that point. I just out love there. when you talk. <laughs> I, I go on tangents. Well, no, no. I was just—I—I—I—I I, I, I thought there, there was a question with it, so I was, I was no, like, "No, no." I said, "What was the I'm next like, question?" Like, I oh, I just now. Like, yeah. No, I don't know. No. If, I haven't really had a question, but I was just well, glad no, that you it, went there with it. You know. No, no, it, and you know, it, and I'm—I'm I'm glad you brought that up because you know it's funny too when you there's so many things that that aren't really what we originally see them to be, and. For instance, it, when it comes to legends, or even when it comes to you know um, um, fictional stories, like for instance, I was talking with. Um, are you guys familiar with Chad Lewis? Oh, it sounds familiar. I feel like we do know who that is. Yeah. Sorry, Chad. Yeah, a... If if I if I do know who you are, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, you definitely, you definitely, the, the guy, the guy's brilliant. He's, he's awesome to talk to. You definitely got, got to get him on your show. He's, he's been on a lot of TV shows, writes a lot of books about legends and different cryptids and uh, just, just a, a brilliant guy. And, and we were actually talking um, about um, a certain subject because uh, of a book that I'm, I'm currently writing right now. And one of the things that we talked about were, were things that a lot of people may not necessarily see for, for kind of like what they are. Like for instance, so the, a, a Christmas Carol, okay. Scrooge, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's played around Christmas time. You know, they, they talk about, you know, like, you know, some the ghosts of Christmas past this and that step back for a second and really think about that. Think about that story. How freaking scary is that when you actually think about it? That's actually a ghost story. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's terrifying. Very little, it's very little about Christmas. Um, and it's more, it's, it's, it's really about like, like a life lesson. And again, it's, it, it's really like a, like a, a, definitely like a ghost story. And it's, it's, it is, it's terrifying when you really step back and, and, and look at it. And, and I think that's, it, it kind of goes along with, uh, you know, this whole subject of where you were just going, where you were talking about legends and different things, different things like that, that just kind of like don't line up and, and don't really make a whole lot of sense. And it, it's funny because when we watch a Christmas Carol, we automatically watch it like as a actual Christmas movie or it's, it's mm-hmm. tradition. We watch it, but in reality, it's really a ghost story and it, it's, it's really a, a haunting tale. And it's like, you would really think it was like something like, you know, and Ed, Edgar Allan Poe would have written, um, and you know, like I could actually see him writing that, you know, way more than the original author did. But when oh, it comes it to the strange, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I would have said it, but I brain farted. I'm th- thank you for saving me there. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't um, sure myself. I'm like, I've said the wrong author more than the right one <laughs> in my life. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, things that are legend and, and, and things that are what people think they are, but yet really kind of aren't. And I was going somewhere with that, but I, I, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> get used to that talking to me. Oh, same here. We we, we get derailed all editing, the time. Editing. The episodes would be three times longer if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think I know where the name came from, and I think a lot of people do, but will you tell us where the name, the Crypto Punkologist, came from? Sure. It came from a gentleman by the name of Gary. He's actually the uh, founder of the group that I'm with. He has two groups. He's got the New York Bigfoot Society, and he also has uh, Tri-City New York Paranormal Society. So, again, I like mentioned earlier, I, I played music for years. I, I still play music, uh, but by myself, I've got a, a room where I've got my guitars, my bass, my drums. I just do it solo now. And mm. um, But for, for years, I, I, I played music, and I, I grew up listening to Motown. This is what my dad listened to, which is I still listen to Motown now. Motown is phenomenal music. And um, bands, um, other bands like, uh, which wasn't Motown, but like Tommy James and the Shondells is still one of my favorite bands. But I had a cassette tape given to me when I don't, I don't remember maybe 
sixth grade from one of my friends. It was just like a, a mixtape. He's like, hey, check this out. I stole this from my brother. Listen to it. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I went home, threw it in my what we called ghetto blasters at the yep. time, and uh, um, popped it in. And it was just a bunch of punk bands like the Circle Jerks, Misfits. And, you know, it just kind of changed. I Like, I didn't know that music existed. Mm-hmm. So... So I kind of got drawn into that and then started playing music and so started playing, um, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, cover bands, you know, playing a, in a bunch of different cover bands, playing a lot of punk. And, uh, you know, then I eventually went into hardcore metal. But um, plus, I've got, you know, a, a, a hair, a hairdo, if you will, that uh, is, is, is said to look very Mohawkish and um, and then combining my passion for um, the, the world of the unknown and, and cryptozoology, Gary just one day said to me, he's like, you're like the CryptoPunk. He goes, you're the CryptoPunkologist. And I'm <laughs> like, I, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, man, you know, because one of my backgrounds is also in uh, marketing. I'm like, man, it's like marketing gold. You know, and I'm trying to sell books. I'm trying to, trying to you know, get people to, to, to know that I exist. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got all the greats out there that have been doing it forever, like Ken Gerhard, Lyle Blackburn, Lauren Coleman, Adam Davies, Chad Lewis, you got all these guys out there. And I'm like, you know, who's going to buy my book if it's up against Ken's, you know, and how's my name even going to stick out? So I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to market myself as the crypto punkologist. And yes, a lot of people are going to be like, Oh, you market yourself. Yes. Every author should be marketing. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Um, So, um, yeah. So I kind of, you know, started pushing the name, the crypto punkologist, and then it it caught on and um, it, really sticks out so now if you on any internet search any engine search google whatever you punch in the crypto punkologist you get this ugly mug pop up <laughs> and, uh, it's it's coined now so but at the same time it's it's a lot of fun because and, and for me it's kind of personal and i'm glad that he kind of came up gary came up with that because it literally takes my two passions in life and puts them together and you know a lot of the time when you're you know you're given a nickname it's usually you know if, if you're a tall Not the guy best. It's, you, you, exactly you know and uh, you know so um i i was i was pleased with it. i was like you know it's 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 so stupid it's awesome you know, it's <laughs> I love it. one of those one of those situations so it's it, <laughs> and it, it kind of stuck in um you know a lot of my branding you know when it's got my picture on there and then this is the crypto punkologist it it turns heads and it plus it also it's a conversation starter because not everybody that comes out to the conferences are out there to see me right so a lot of them have never heard of me so this also gives them an opportunity and it gives them a reason to start talking to me because sometimes people say you know i, I look like I'm, I'm angry or i'm mean and they may not want to approach me well having having the nickname the crypto punkologist people just have to know what does that mean? Where did it come from? Right. So I get more people talking to me because of that. Now, let me ask you, when you, you've met me multiple times, did I ever look mad or mean or anything like that? Unapproachable? No, never in person, but that one picture you got where your arms are crossed. Yeah. It's like, a what, what, how would you describe it? Um, I don't know. Uh, are you trying to get at like intimidating me? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. And then you meet yeah, in person, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. You're know, like, look at this goofy bastard mm-hmm. when you meet me in person. So, uh-huh, <laughs> he says, awesome. No, what, what I think is funny, too, is, you know, usually, like, for, for branding and marketing, you know, when people have their pictures taken, you know, they, they, you know, they've got their arms crossed like I do, you know, and it's like trying to look all badass. And it's funny because I always tell people, like, 
I have my arms crossed like that and all my pictures because when I get those pictures done in branding, it's it's done by an actual like photographer. So it's not like just like a camera phone or anything like that. And the other thing is I have a weird little gut. It's a curse that my every male on my dad's <laughs> side has. And I kid you not, when they're taking the pictures, one of the reasons I have my arms crossed is because I am pushing in my gut. So I don't look, I'm 100%, 100% truth right there. Um, go back and look at the pictures we're, of- um, We're peeling back, peeling back the layers yeah. here. Hey, I'm, I'm, I wasn't I'm, ready. I'm, for... I'm, 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 I'm good for it. Like you go back, you look at the pictures from the last event that we were all at. You look, I got a little gut there. Uh, I I'll have, I've there. never paid I, attention. It, yeah. It's a curse. It's a curse. It's an Irish curse. And by the way, my last name is Irish, but there isn't an ounce of Irish blood in me. I just wanted to throw that out there. So. Oh, how odd. My last name is England and I have no English. I'm all Irish, Irish and German. <laughs> I actually um, asked my dad years ago, and at that point in time, my great-grandfather was still alive, and we ended up asking my great-grandfather, where's our name come from if we're not Irish? And he had no clue. We have absolutely no clue <laughs> where, uh, where it came from. So I, I may have some uh, insight for that due to our family name. Uh, when they came over to Ellis Island, if you didn't have an occupation and you didn't have a, a markable trade... That's like where the Smiths and all you know all these ba- like bakers. Sure. That's where a lot of those names came from. A lot of times they had a stamp with a country of origin, and a lot of times they didn't care which one they stamped. So it was like that's how Anglins came to be. That's how, that's yeah. our heritage of our last name because it was uh, it was like land of the Anglo-Saxons uh, for Irish, but yeah, they just stamped England on it, and that's literally where our last name came from. It was a stamp. Nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that if it, it, it's like a uh, Titanic thing where uh, you know the kid just like stole somebody's last name and got on the boat. That's it. <laughs> um, I, 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 I wouldn't. I, I would doubt it. But you know, the crazy thing is, is so of course I, I've got a daughter. She's gonna be. She's gonna be eighteen next month, and uh, her last name obviously is Irish. So um, my wife, ironically is Irish. So it, it kind of, so my, my daughter doesn't have to be, you know, like, like, you know, I was like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a mutt. She <laughs> actually has Irish, Irish blood running through her, which is, which, which is good. So she doesn't have to, uh, again, do, you have know, to just explain sit there and look, look stupid. Like I, so I'm like, I don't know. Now I, I can't tell you how many, I, I probably got about this, the same kind of jokes as you did. Cause both names are, you know, countries. Well, Irish, yeah. Ireland, but you know, England, yeah, close enough. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, geez, no, 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 just start screaming, no. Right. Oh, I, I can see you doing that. Oh yeah. Um, actually, what were we talking about right before that? Because I had a thought. Weird little gut. The gut was it the gut? Yeah. See, I got a big the weird gut. gut. A big weird gut. Embrace it, man. That's in- I wear. Whole, it. You don't want to. You've. I think all the conferences we've been. At, no, never mind. Oh, Michigan Bigfoot. It was summer, and I was drunk at that one at the end. Oh, no. Uh, but, no, I wear a Hawaiian shirt, and I just never butt it, like most of the summer. <laughs> just let the belly get let the belly get air. Get some sun, yeah, get some air, some sun. It's got to breathe. Being <laughs> locked breathe. up all winter. <laughs> Scares small children. It looks like the blob coming. Encrypted. <laughs> all I, pasty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know where this conversation was going, you know, the past couple minutes, but I'm glad it's gone. We here. haven't talked much about cryptids, but we're having a ball. <laughs> I know. That's how the, the episodes I enjoy 
Oh yeah, you just I... well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. So I'm actually working on a project right now, a publication where um, there's gonna be a lot of information in it about a lot of people in the subject of information that most people wouldn't actually know because usually, you know, a lot of the time when, when individuals go on different radio shows and stuff, they don't go off like this on tangents. And, you know, me personally, it's like, I, you know, if I really want people to kind of know, you know, who, who I am, I, I'm literally not serious at all about anything in life. Uh, and what I mean by that is like, I, I can joke about anything and I can be open about anything. I'm not uh, uh, afraid of my own skin. Um, I can let stuff roll off my back and I, I literally just like to have a good time. And um, I, I, I don't, I'm not the type of person where I'm just like, Oh my God, you know, I've got to, I've got to look good for this or that. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm the, also the type of guy, if I don't know something, I just say, I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, where it, it, where a lot of people are like, Oh, well, you know, that kind of takes credibility away. It's like, oh, right. <laughs> no, I think more people need to be confident. I say, I don't know all the time. Everybody's like, you know, everything. No, I know. I'm a very, I was a fishery biologist. I know a lot about fish and I know a lot about salamanders. Yeah. Can't change a tire. Can't change oil. <laughs> can't spell your middle name. Can't spell my middle name. So <laughs> it's, it's very, yeah. It is but very no, specific. Yeah. Very specific knowledge. But no, I think, I think more people need to have confidence. I don't know. Oh yeah, for sure. A I lot of people, a lot of things, a lot of people, I've met people that don't know, but you know, they go on that tangent and just start talking like they do know, or you know, just start dancing around trying to say the key words that makes it sound like they know what they're talking about. I've heard you do this oh, as you, a joke, yes. as a joke, but being drunk. But you know how, yeah, well, you know how I am. Well, I'm, I, I'm straight, straight and honest. Like it, it's yeah. funny, you know, like for instance, like I've written and talked about so many different cryptids. Like I had somebody, it was a radio show, maybe, I don't know, five or six weeks ago and they, they wanted to talk about this certain cryptid. I'm like, I, I, huh? And they're like, yeah, that's in your book. I'm like, Oh my God, I wrote about that. <laughs> I'm like, so, uh, so then, then they're like, Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I did. I did. Didn't I? Um, it, it, it's just, I mean, that's part of getting older too. You, you forget. And, uh, you, you write about so many different I was gonna ones say, after a while, they, they kind of all just, you have so much content. Yeah. Yeah. How would you, so like our thing, we have 150-ish public episodes, and we have like 100-ish on Patreon. Mm -hmm. So we've done basically 200 episodes on different crypt, or 250 episodes on different cryptids and stuff like that. And then somebody will come to a conference and ask us about episode 15, season two, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> and I said, yeah. "What?" Yeah. I don't remember well, it's, that. It's funny because you know American Cryptids covers all 50 states, and you know um, if it's not because there's a lot of uh, cryptids in, in, in legends that I that I put in the book that aren't popular um, like people don't really talk about like it's it's like a, a legend in like this this little town out in the middle of nowhere in the state mm -hmm. um, so somebody would be like so would you so for the popular one or, or whatever like would you write about this state and it's funny because I always go well you have to buy the book to to, to figure it out right in reality i can't don't remember, remember. yeah you know, if it wasn't like west west virginia while it was the moth you know it, something something simple then i'm like oh which one did i plus the other thing too is like a lot of the time like i may have had like four or five of them for that specific chapter but i only picked one of them mm -hmm. and then i started oh, like oh my god which one did i pick 
right. but again, you know, it's a, that's 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 part of you know you know writing uh, about so many so many different cryptids and getting older. You know, I mean, next month I'm going to be 49, and um, it just uh, you know, so it's like the older you get, the less you start remembering. And part of the reason I think my memory is going is because of smartphones and GPS. Oh, I'll tell you what. You, you, if you had talked to me 15 years ago, I was so sharp. Like, I couldn't find my way out of a paper bag now if I don't have GPS. Mm-hmm. I swear. It's like I used to, like, I could tell you if there was a, a, a branch covering a road sign somewhere, you yeah. know, that I, I remembered. Now, literally, it's like I might have to use my GPS to get out of my own driveway. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's Technology is advanced so much it's literally it's made me dumb i i'm not i'm not afraid to say it if you don't use it you'll lose it and you know i don't that's something that people don't really talk about too much because yeah you got that smartphone in your pocket you got all the answers to the world just sitting right there and Mm -hmm. you forget about all the little like all the little like strange little facts you know i can everything you just said i can relate to you know when i was a kid I was obsessed over just like the weirdest little things and I could, you know, just pull out a random fact, you know, I do it from time to times now, but like you said, when I was younger, I was so sharp at that. And now it's, it's like, it's, I'm like you, I forget half the stuff we talked about yesterday. It's like, I just don't have to Google nothing with animals and you'll Google it to to fact check me. Right. Yeah. But I, everything else I have to look up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Are smartphones really like smart uh, is it smart to have one for a smartphone or? dumb person <laughs> i mean they're 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 convenient uh, other than that i gotta you know it's crazy to think because i always say like you know 15 20 years ago i never thought i'd have like a computer in you your, know like a whole computer pocket. on my side Shoot. and in the, the i even say this like at conferences like i'm like i never would have thought 10 15 years ago i'd be swiping credit cards on my phone right yeah. i mean how crazy is that yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, you. And I, I can relate. When I was younger, we used to go on uh, road trips, and my dad's one of those guys that would, like family road trips. He will not stop. He will not sleep unless he's literally passing out. He's just going to drive straight through, no matter how long the drive is, till we get there. And I was usually yeah. the one tasked in the family of staying up all night with him and getting out the big Atlas roadmap that was as big as me. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the front yeah. seat with a flashlight, uh, finding the road we're at. And that, but I used to do that as a kid, and that was my job. And now, yeah. I mean, I think I could still do it now. But like you said, I need a GPS going anywhere. I think the only place I can get to out of Ohio without a map or without a GPS is Ashdown, Arkansas. Uh, it's just so weird. And it's, well, it's because I used to I go there twice a year, or I did. I went there twice a year forever. So it's just like you know, and it's like only three real big Roads. interchange. Like, yeah, yeah. And then Daytona, Florida. But we live on seventy five Interstate seventy five, and if you get on seventy five and you head south, it ends at Daytona, Florida. Yep, one road. Yep, <laughs> you don't got to take any exits. You just keep going. <laughs> nice. That's it. Very cool. But yeah, anything else? Like even in Indiana, we're right next. To, so we're Northwest Ohio, so we're right next to Indiana. If you try to get me somewhere in Indiana on the Indiana border, it's like I don't know where that is. If it's off like US thirty, yeah. Like as long as US thirty runs through it, I can get there, not yeah. a problem. But yeah, it's kind of crazy, and that is it's so recent still. Like it's been ten, fifteen years where all this has just changed. not that long. It's really not that long. So I, I live in the, so this house uh, that I live in. Uh, my great grandfather built it. And then my grandpa owned it, and then my parents own it. Now I own it. 
Uh, there and one of the cabinet doors in the kitchen. There are still all of Grandpa Daryl's phone numbers that he would call written on <laughs> written in the cabinet door. That's yeah. crazy. That's awesome though, because it's like it's like man, do you like I barely was in that. Like I never had to write down a number. Oh really? Like yeah. So me and you are just far enough apart. Yeah, where... you had to write down numbers. Oh I yeah, didn't. I had my little book of all my friends' phone numbers that or we're, their house phones. We're four years apart. Six six years apart, I think. You're th- how old are you? Well, how old do I look? old oh dang it i'm 32 well, here's here's the whole crazy thing with that too like i could tell you right now my childhood phone number mm-hmm. my grandmother's phone number I, all this and that just because I, I did it for so many years yep uh if you ask me right now like what my daughter's phone number is and what my wife's phone number is i i could tell you i i, I could tell you you know that i could I, I could share it with you. I could do all kinds of different things from my phone, but I couldn't tell you what it actually is. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like right at the line of being, I'm internet, internet truly illiterate. And I don't like, I, I was right in that, like right when technology was starting, but really bad. Yeah. And then you probably don't even remember the days of dial up. No, I barely do. I remember we had a big white computer that would scream at you yep. uh, trying to get on the internet. I yeah. do remember that. At the tra- we lived in a, a house trailer, and I remember mom turning it on and it just sounded like a demon. Because <laughs> it know, was. The crazy, thing, the crazy thing about that, though, is at that time, it was the coolest thing and it was fast as hell. We just didn't know any different. Right. Because yeah. we're just like getting it like right in front of us. Like, like I remember um, when I first got a computer, I first got online, like I owned my own computer. Like I used to listen to this band, The Insiders, and like I went on and I was like pulled up like their like their website. And I was like, wow, this is just awesome. It was just it was just so cool. But it's like you would literally sit there and like anybody calling into your house couldn't couldn't get in because it was dialogue. Right. Yep. Um. Or every once in a while, you'd get that call that would come in for some reason and knock you off, mm-hmm. and you'd lose the internet, and then your phone would be ringing. Uh, but I, I just remember, like, I, that was the, the, the coolest thing. I, I remember going on there and, like, applying for a job, and, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even have to go down there and fill out an application. And it was literally the coolest thing. But I it, And it didn't really move that fast, but it was – a lot quicker than having to go somewhere and, and oh yeah so it fill something out we were in north, rural northwest ohio in a house trailer near nothing and i remember my, my mom was like a an at-home nurse kind of deal so when they first got dial up that was like she was so excited because she could do her paperwork on there and that's how she right. could submit it i remember her saying i remember her unplugging the phone and putting on the web page and letting it load and going to do the dishes so by the time she was done, the page would be loaded. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, now uh-huh. now if you stare at your computer screen and it's like taking 10 seconds to load a web page, you're Are about you... to put a fish through it. <laughs> right. It, it's just, it's crazy how, how fast, how fast it's... And then we're all getting, you know, used to that instant gratification from things. You know, maybe that's what's wrong with the world today. There's a lot wrong with we the world. We just gotta go back, go back to the good old days before we dial up. You call your friends on your phone, uh, or their house phone, I mean. You call your friend's house phone, tell their mom you want to talk to whoever. So Back in my day, it was just telegraphs. Telegraphs, yeah. Just go back and you have to pay some old man to sit in a booth on the side of town tapping it out. <laughs> <laughs> Good old days. I bet they were great. That, I, I, it probably were. I'll tell you, I always, I always say that I want to go back to the 80s. I mean, I was young in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 
let me see, 1980, I was six years old. So I was, I was young through the eighties, but the eighties were, were great. I mean, the music was great. The, 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 the clothing was ugly as hell, but it was, it was still cool. It was cool. And, yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, back then. I mean, the malls were packed. I mean, you, you know, it, the eighties were great. The eighties were really, really good. The, the, the nineties were, were, were all right. But the two thousands is better. It just went for better, better hassle. Yeah. Yeah. My brother was a so I'm a, I was born in the '90s and I'm the th- the third of four children, but um, my sister's a lot younger than me. But I was always and we had a big age gap between me and her, so I was always kind of the youngest growing up of three boys. And my brother was born in the early mid '80s, so he like grew up with all the toys and memorabilia and games of yeah. all from the '80s and stuff. So when I got old yeah. enough to understand anything, I had all that stuff to play with and all that. So. I, I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to all that stuff. Got all of his old cassettes, his old CDs, and definitely the old toys and video games, like, obsessed with. So I knew all the characters, all the shows. I felt like I kind of grew up in the 80s a little bit. Just experience, having that experience growing up. Especially with- yeah, it's just, it was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean you, and, and, and I mean, you had, you had music, you, you had bands like you had like run dmc 1986 was when you know the beastie boys first released their first like like major album yeah and, uh, you had like the the movies like um uh all the break dancing movies which are awesome um uh, yes movie of the 80s that was so good little <laughs> little quick uh uh Oh, I would call it a fun fact. I call it more of a funny fact. Is I was a break dancer back in the eighties. Me and my me and my friends, and we did shows at our schools. We did we 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 carried the cardboard around. I could windmill. I could do all that stuff. I, I learned how to do it. I had a friend. I had a, a friend who went and took lessons. His like his parents like had money and stuff, and he ended up being in a commercial. And it was the first day of school, and I, I mean, we weren't friends at that point. So he just transferred, and uh, he was outside. And he was doing it. He had the cardboard out and everything. And yeah. I was just like, I was like, I was like blown away. And, and, and this was, let me see, this was fourth grade, fourth grade. And uh, I said, oh man, I got to get in on this. And, <laughs> uh, uh, and, and I did, I did it for for about three years, and then, um, and then you know, it, it wasn't cool anymore. And you know, you, you did it. People wanted to beat you up. So, but. <laughs> But when we were doing it, it was it was great. I mean, literally, it was. Um, uh, yeah, he he taught me everything that, that he had known, and um, and I wasn't supposed to be doing it. Now, keep in mind. So my my uh, dad, my stepmother, didn't want me to do it because there was the whole you're gonna break your neck. Yeah. Um, because I mean, and, and you very well could have. I mean, when you were doing the thing, right. You know, called the windmill and going up into the head spin. Yeah, you could you could very well break your neck. Right. So. I, I had no rap music. I had nothing. I had a record player. So I would take what he would show me. I had this big piece of cardboard, and I would hide it under my bed, and I would shut my door, and I would practice it in my room. Okay, now here's 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 the real kicker, okay? Again, I was in fourth grade. I didn't have any records or anything like that except for two, okay? And one of them was, was one of those 45s that had one song on it, yep. and the other one had about five songs on one side of the record and five on the other, and it was Disco Duck. 
Oh, disco, disco duck. That's what I learned. That's what I learned to break dance to. Disco duck. And then I finally, you know, um, you know, I I finally got my hands on some, you know, uh, actual break in music that we used to call it. Oh, it's so uh, funny. And uh, um, like uh, the the first um music that I got my hands on for the first show that I did, it was from the movie Beverly Hills Cop. Axel F. Oh yeah. Um. So that that was the very very first one. But but yeah, I learned uh, I learned to uh, <laughs> break dance to, to disco duck on a record I just, player. I just <laughs> have <laughs> this image in my head of like the classic mom looking under the bed to look for stuff that their kids doing wrong, and she, and she pulls a- out this six foot piece of cardboard and a re- disco duck record. record. Like what? Have oh I no, t- he's he's beatboxing. <laughs> what have I done wrong? Oh to no. Raise her? <laughs> It's He's like, gonna break his neck. Well, they, she, she did. They did eventually figure out that I was doing it, and then I, at that point in time, they were fine. But um, it, and then I ended up getting it again. What you know, we would call the the ghetto blaster, the big yeah. stupid rake that you put on your shoulder, the boombox. Yeah. I mean, I was, and I was. Um, I, I'm just plugging my phone, and this is about to die. Oh, good. And I was, um, uh, like really really skinny and tall so like i mean i looked just like the part i mean i i played the part yeah. like there, was, there, there was no tomorrow with it and uh, i had the stupid hat on backwards always wore sweatpants yeah and, uh you know took the laces out of my shoes and you know did did all the did all the idiotic stuff but is the hey, 80s trend <laughs> It was good, and like I said, it was it was the the, the first thing that I did that I actually felt like I, I I was good at, and then uh, but it was a short it was a short trend. Then I had to find something else. Right, you're gonna get beat up. Thank, <laughs> yeah, thank God, thank God, my friend was like, "Hey, check this out," and then you know that's when he gave me the uh, cassette and oh. the got it. I'm like, "All right, I guess I guess this is cool. I'm not gonna get hurt doing this." <laughs> when uh, I think. When I was in junior high, the big thing was Tony Hawk just was getting really big again. Mm-hmm. Like his second real big thing, and everybody bought a skateboard. I remember so many skateboards, and everybody's like, skateboard's evil. They destroy public property. <laughs> and I just I just remember how bad it was. Like, it was nothing. It was a little, like, trend here for a few years when skateboarding. And that may be an Ohio, a, North, a Midwest thing. I'm just you saying, know. here in town, like, yeah. I remember that. Like era or time. Yeah, it was. I think I was in sixth grade when that really got big. Cause yeah. Everybody, everybody's like, I gotta have a skateboard. And I'm like, now so everyone, much slower than a bike. <laughs> I had a skateboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we live in the uh, middle yeah. of nowhere in a tiny little town. Yeah, but you well, know what? It's cool. The first time, like, well, I, I had like this really cheesy little skateboard that I got. And, um, and I learned, I learned to ride on it. And I ended up going down. I lived in uh, Vermont at the time. I went down south uh, of Vermont where um, it's Brattleboro. It's right on the edge of Vermont um, going into um, New York or Massachusetts. I, I can't remember, but um, I, I went down there with my friend Bobby and he, uh, um, we ended up getting skateboards and he, he learned to kind of, kind of ride it. And we were down there for about three weeks and I don't even know what the hell we were thinking, but so of course we find this huge hill, you know, and it goes down and it's oh, this no. big circle. Yeah, of course, you know. So we start riding down it, and one of us would stay down at the bottom of the hill and let the other one know when it was clear to go because cars were coming. Um, so, so uh, of course, um, he 
we, we got the bright ideas. We're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to stand it up on it. Why don't we go, go down and sit down? So I went down it and sitting down, survived. Everything was good. My poor friend, Bobby. Oh my God. <laughs> so he's going, he's going down and I'll tell you, it was a steep hill and you went fast when you went down it. Well, it hit a rock, <laughs> skateboard stopped. And he kept going down. He kept going down that road on his butt. He probably went 20 feet or more just on his butt. And back then, you know, it's like we we wore we didn't wear just jeans. We wore corduroy pants too. And he was wearing corduroy pants. So he left this streak color of the corduroy pants he was wearing all the way down the road. When he stood up, it went right through his pants, right through his underwear. And I swear, if 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 smoke had been coming off of him, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, so we, we learned, to, that's how we learned to uh, skateboard, and that's how we learned not to go down sitting down. It right. was so much easier and better. And this was, you know, like, nobody even knew we had bought those skateboards and were doing it. Like, we were out there, like, staying with his dad. So we didn't have elbow pads on. We didn't have, we didn't have anything. We didn't have helmets on. So when we hit and we went flying, like it, it, every part of our body got got damaged. Yeah. And but we didn't know we didn't know any different. So we just kept doing it because yeah, back in the eighties, I mean, it, it was it was it was cool to skateboard. It just we just didn't didn't wear helmets. We didn't know we were even supposed to. Yeah, you just took the bumps and bruises. I mean, and moved on. Yeah. Did you? These yeah. kids nowadays, they don't understand. I, I have a good question. I think I might know the answer, so I'm going to ask you if this is true or not. Did you get inspired or into skateboarding because of the movie Back to the Future? Actually, part of it. Part ah, of it. I knew it. I, I can definitely I can definitely say that, that um, it did inspire me. Uh, and I remember um, thinking, like, you know, like I had, like, a, a Walkman. Yeah, remember remember those? Oh yeah, those the big yellow uh, things that play the cassette tapes. No, my my mine was blue. Yeah, and it only had play and stop. Yeah. So, so what would happen is if um you went by you wanted to listen to your song again, you couldn't rewind it. You had to you had to put the pencil in the thing and uh huh and spin it backwards so you could put put it back in and listen to the song again. But yeah, I remember um, I recorded off of uh, the radio uh, Huey Lewis in the News, The Power of Love. Oh, yeah. I remember listening to that, you know, over and over. Right. in <laughs> skateboarding to it. But but yeah, Back to the Future was definitely without a doubt. And, and, and that's still to this day, actually, one of my favorite movies oh. to uh, to watch. I love that movie. It was phenomenal. Back to the Future 2, I thought was great. Back to the Future 3, I wasn't really a fan of. but I still um, like it. I still like it. You're a movie it's junkie, you though. Also, it's funny you also bring that up, too, because ironically, the other day, I was flipping through Facebook, and somebody made a post, and they said, you know, what is a movie that was out there where it, if the person who acted in it didn't act in it, it wouldn't have done as well? Mm. And I actually said Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. yeah. Did he, you know? He was perfect for that. Um, it and was he, cast as someone else first. Did you know that? I heard that. Yes. There's even yep. footage of it. Uh, who was? Now I can't yep. think of the actor. They filmed quite a few scenes with. Uh, oh, it's gonna bother me. It's a famous guy from the '80s. Yeah, 100, 100. Same I, thing for yeah. my for my age, which was is Shrek. Shrek was supposed to be Chris Farley. Uh, they had like the first quarter of the movie recorded. And then he died. Mm-hmm. 
totally and different. It was hundred percent. Yeah, they, there you can go on YouTube and find the scenes for it and stuff like that. It was a whole different movie before uh, Mike Myers, right? Yep. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, it, it, it that's another one that like, what? And I love Chris Farley, but it was a different movie. Mike Myers nailed it. Oh yeah, he just brought a different attitude. Yeah. It made a whole new character or a whole new personality, I guess. Hey, do you guys do you guys hear a weird crackling noise? Yeah, yeah. it sounds like somebody's eating popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely hear it. Every time, yeah, say something. Hello, there it stops. Nope, oh, it's back. I think it's back. Yeah, it's a feed loop. Oh, should we? Okay, should we take a pause? When, when you're talking, it's it, it it's not doing it. But then when you say something, it starts doing it. Yep. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, yeah it's a feedback loop. You want to pause it and like. No, this has been so much fun today. Uh, we were already at an hour because we had so much fun we didn't even realize we were at an hour. <laughs> Maybe we should just at least talk about one cryptid. Let's get one in there. And this is from uh, American Cryptids. Yep. Uh, your, is this your? Is that your first book? No. Well, it was my first nonfiction. Okay. Oh, okay. That's Okay, so the first – yeah, because then it's International Cryptids. You just – that released just last year, right? Yeah, back in August. Yeah. So what one are you gonna do, Jay? So I'm going to. I don't. I don't know really how to pronounce it. That's why I best. made him do it. Yes. Oh, I know I can do better than you. I think, but <laughs> maybe sometimes. Most of the time, I'd say, but sometimes it's. If it stumps me, I know it's going to stump you. Except uh, we just did velvet worms last week. Well, true, I guess. When it comes to biology, some stuff you you definitely got the upper hand. But when it comes to just straight up reading new words. I think I got a little advantage on you there. So this is, uh, go ahead. So this is from Ohio. This is, so yeah, like you kind of mentioned it earlier, you know, you break, this book breaks down to, you know, cryptids from each state. So I'm going to read this little expert, expert, excerpt, excerpt, (laughs) professional (laughs) podcasters. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not even going to, I don't want to read the whole segment, but I just want to get to this part. Yeah. Um, So I'll jump in right here. Like many creatures of lore, the Miami people had this, had a beast they feared and spoke of often. And then here comes the name. The Lena Pizka. The Lena Pizka? Sure. Okay. (laughs) I was looking at you like, maybe you've heard of it. But Okay. It is a large and powerful underwater beast. The people describe the creature as resembling a lynx with armor-type skin. Some have described it to also have antlers like those of a deer. The creature is said to lurk in deep waters and without warning, attack and pulls its victims to the depths. What was the name again, Jay? The Lena Pitska. The Lena Pitska. Yeah, let me let me say it again with my fist and uh, right into your ears. <laughs> but no, so yeah, we like we love the Ohio stuff. Uh and like we talked about earlier, you know, it's it's hard for any of any content creator to go back and remember every little thing, but do you remember anything about this one? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. So yeah, we then like kind of what we do when we do our shows is we like to tell the stories just like that, and I really that's enjoy. Why, that's why I like the book so much. Yeah, I enjoy reading it because it, it's an easy read, but you just got the information there. You know, it's just the stories there. You know what I mean? And that's just it's not you don't have any uh, fancy bells and whistles you know added on, but 
And so that's what we like. And it really, we've actually used your book several times. Yeah, when researching certain cryptids. several times. Uh, and uh, excellent. What what we like to do is same thing. We tell a story, but then Justin's background in biology, like especially that, and that's why I chose this one in particular. One because it's Ohio, and two, it's under the surface of the water. Yeah. When it comes to that. So have, have you, and you probably have, and I just don't know how much you'd remember because there's tons and tons of cryptids, but have you ever heard of the Ohio horn serpents? I've heard of the horn serpents, but I haven't heard it related to Ohio, though. So in the early, specifically the, the Ohio River Valley tribes talked about large uh, serpent-like creatures living in the Ohio River. Uh, but in the early 19, or 1840s and 50s, before the Civil War broke out, they were reported uh, in shipping lanes. So, like, the shipping journals would say, like, we had three Ohio serpents cross in front of us. It caused a five-minute delay. Like, they would literally write them down like it was uh, in Florida seen an alligator. So they weren't ever really talked about as folklore at the time in the 1800s. They were talked about as animals that were causing sh- shipping delays on the Ohio River. Uh, but it's weird that, like, the water panthers of the Great Lake regions, which this this kind of seems to fall into, uh, always are kind of described as cat eels with weird powers and horns or antlers, and it just falls into this thing. So we always go with that uh, we think they're giant eels, and there's some eels that have protuberances sure. on the heads and stuff like that. Protuberances. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite words. Yeah. But... It just is so interesting that how many variations on the same ish thing could be seen. Like, now what was it called again, Jay? <laughs> the pro troop? No, <laughs> the Lenapiska. Yeah, uh, could be very similar to the water panthers of Wisconsin and the Ohio horn serpent of the lower Ohio River Valley tribes. So the Miami tribes, and I may be getting this wrong, are from more northern Ohio on the upper parts of the Ohio River at least for the ones directly connecting to the Ohio River area. And the, uh, the, Ohio, the Ohio Horn Serpent was lower Ohio, Cincinnati, that kind of area. Hmm. So I don't just don't know. What do you think about all this stuff? What do I think of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it's fun to read about. I think it's fun to, fun to research. And, you know, in, in all honesty, um, when you go back and, and you, you look way, way back, you'll find that there's different areas of uh, the country and different countries that will talk about similar type of odd mm-hmm. creatures that do look alike. So um, it, if it's something that, you know, existed back then and doesn't now, um, I mean, if you're only talking like a hundred years or so, um, that's, that, that, that's one thing that obviously we can say, okay, well it probably didn't, but I mean, you, when you go way, way back, I mean, there's, there's creatures that they talk about that existed that nowadays we we could have an explanation for it um for instance you know you just mentioned like eels and you know people talk about like you know champ being in lake champlain just being a large eel mm-hmm. um and so it, it very very well could be and you know after a while you know people tend to kind of start telling stories and things can kind of get kind of get blown out of proportion but um Back then, I mean, they didn't have the internet. They didn't even have dial-up. So <laughs> how would people be knowing about all these things happening in other areas of the country, especially when it wasn't really even written about except for in, like, that those local areas? And then after a while when people, you know, 
new technology came out and they were able to actually find out that there were different types of sightings of a similar creature in other areas of the country as when people kind of started you know connecting the dots Mm -hmm. um especially especially again now with technology that we have where you can literally just jump on the computer now and pull it up but they couldn't do that back then so you know it to me it really leads me to believe that whatever it was did exist and there wasn't necessarily a common explanation for it obviously now we've realized with a lot of the technology that we have that there are explanations for some of the legends some of the uh creatures that are are written about but there's other ones where it's just not You, you you just can't and you know when you're talking about you know um serpentine creatures you know crossing the road and holding holding up a business um that's what why would if that wasn't true and somebody was making it up, wouldn't they come up with a story that's a little more interesting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I hundred percent agree with that because like literally, so it was shipping lanes in the river. It was stopping, like it was right, cr- right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it would have been a lot cooler if. It but was they like- didn't like they just would write them down in their ship journals, like, yeah. and they would talk about the alligators when they were on the lower end of the uh the well, the Mississippi, which the Ohio flows into. So it's just like if it was a fun story to tell somebody, why didn't anybody really ever talk about him in a fun like why yeah. didn't the creature raise up and it breathed fire or yeah. it grabbed a cow and dragged it into the river or or if it was some if they would have made it cool they could have had like you know the Ohio River bandits you know tried to ambush my ship I fought off six of them you know with one arm t- still driving the ship and we were delayed ten minutes <laughs> we were delayed ten minutes <laughs> oh no. And and I think documenting it along with everything else, you know, that is of the norm, you know, again, like alligators or, you know, whatever, putting it all in the same documentation or same type of uh, uh, documentation book, I think that that definitely brings some some sort of relevance to it unless, you know, they were just drunk and so, you know, they – there's they were, always they were that late, possibility. So they, so they, they, they had to come up with a, an explanation and an excuse. Horn serpents so, again. I think that, that they were drunk could be a lot of reasons in history. Yeah. It's a lot of my history. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. drunk. He was drunk. That's why I don't remember. Fair is fair. <laughs> Kenny, we've had you for about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here if you're okay with that. But before we do... Would you please go through and promote yourself again and say your links? And I'll and everybody, like I always do, I have all the links in the description below. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you want to get in touch with me, you can obviously find me on Facebook under Kenny W. Irish, the CryptoPunkologist. My website is www.kwirish.com. Um, you can, uh, find all the information that you need on there. Uh, you can, you can reach out to me from there through the contact, or you can reach out to me on messenger. Um, uh, as far as any events so far that I'm going to be at this year that are still remaining, um, next month, I'm going to be at the Rochester Parafest out in uh, Rochester, New York, uh, July, I'm going to be in, uh, Gloversville, New York at, um, uh, uh, a paranormal um, metaphysical event that they're uh, hmm. putting on out there. I'll, I'll be uh, one of the speakers there. And then in 
the first weekend of September. Uh, I'm going to be in uh, Houston, Texas at the uh, Dogman Encrypted Conference. And uh, there's a couple other ones that are in the works right now that um, I may potentially um, uh, accept and, and be at. But as of right now, that's that's kind of kind of it for this year, a lot less than um, years past. But I'm also working on a, a, another book, another publication, which uh, should be out by uh, August 1st, which is totally, completely the opposite of what I normally write or how I write. Um, and, but it's going to be, it, it, it's, it's awesome. I'm really excited about it. And that's going to be releasing throughout beyond the Furry publishing, uh, just like international cryptids and, uh, American cryptids. Hmm. Awesome. A lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. Yeah. Now, Kenny, before we cut you loose here, we have a tradition that at the end of an episode, we'll count down from three and we all scream bye together. And then the outro will play. So if you're okay with that, we'll do that. Uh, our goal All is, right, to... is it, it, this isn't a setup, right? Where I'm no. just going to yell and you guys are oh, going to no. point I, I Promise, we've done it a hundred times. So the whole goal: these microphones are still under warranty if we break them through audio abuse. So it's to get new microphones eventually. Hopefully, gotcha. All right. <laughs> All right. So three, two, one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash CryptsOfTheCorn.com. And don't forget, stay magical. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.